Hi there, my name is Erica Browning, and I am blown away by all the places your nursing degree can take you. Here, we showcase basic nurses doing some really cool things. My goal is to bring to you ideas, options, and inspiration. Think of this as a fun conversation with a friend where you laugh a ton and leave feeling encouraged and empowered. That nursing degree you worked so hard for is just the beginning. I'm here to show you what is possible. This is the Black Sheep Nurse Podcast. All right. Hi, Jennifer. Hello. How are you? I am so good. Very excited to be here and see you. I know. I'm so excited to have you on. I don't know if I told you this already, but I bought, was it your student planner? I bought a calendar. I bought stickers. I really? bought stuff. Oh, thanks. You're very welcome. I was like, this is so cool. Yes. So before we get into all of that, do you go by Jennifer or Jen? Jen, usually. Jen. Okay. Jen, tell us who you are and what you're doing. Yeah. Um, So I have been working in the emergency department for 15 years. Five of it was also as a mental health um, tech, uh, like counselor, I guess was my official title. Uh, And then I always wanted to be a nurse, but I actually was so afraid of blood. I used to pass out whenever I saw it. So I went to nursing school. I found out I was going to do IVs on people like back, back in my day and yeah. pass out in orientation. And I was like, I don't think I can do this. <laughs> so <laughs> I went psych, I did the mental health thing. And then the whole time I was working at children's hospital and these nurses would like come in and out. And I was like, what the heck am I doing with my life? I just want to be a nurse. It's like all I want to do. So I went back to school. So I put over 10 years in the ER, I think 13 different emergency departments. Um, and then I love like entrepreneurship, but I never imagined myself doing it. I just admired it from afar. Yeah. And one day um, the doc was discharging a guy with heart failure and he was like, oh, you know, you'll do this, you'll do that. And then you'll come back and see us, whatever. And the guy just like looks at him, like me with like saucepan eyes. And so I like shut the door and I was like, can you tell me what he said? And he's like, I have no freaking clue. So then I like got a little napkin out, a piece of paper, I started using my hands and he was like, why didn't he just say that? And I was like, honestly, I don't know. And I realized like right then and there how in the ER we're so good at um, basically teaching really hard medical stuff to our patients. Cause one, we do it all day long, but also like you have to take everything we've learned in years and condense it into something really short and simple. And so then that was kind of like a moment where I was like, Oh, I feel like I could help people like learn. So I taught myself graphic design, created RecMed. And now, um, I work two shifts a month in the emergency department and I run RecMed, which is just an educational company making products for anyone in medical land. So yeah. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. No, I love that. And Sorry. that's how I found you was it was mm-hmm. on Instagram. Yeah. And I saw your because your company's name is RecMed, mm-hmm. but on IG, tell everyone how to find you. What is your handle? Yeah. Yep. So on Instagram we're student nurse hand or student nurse planner. Um and that was truly because when I first got started, everything I made was really to help student nurses learn. And I did not even imagine the level of growth that we would hit in the first year alone and things that we'd be doing. Um, and so then RecMed really started becoming an umbrella for critical care nursing, advanced nursing, pre-nursing, during nursing school. Um, and now we even do vet tech. We're working on paramedic coming soon, respiratory therapy, and a few others. 
Um, so it's definitely growing. So it's very exciting. This is <laughs> yeah. exciting. I love entrepreneurship so much and I love nurse entrepreneurs yes. even more because I feel like it's just such a great fit. It's oh, such a great fit. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Our jobs in the, like, the ER nursing, we delegate so much. We learn how to handle stress so well that like entrepreneurship is nothing but a stress ball. And so we're pros at it. <laughs> so, <laughs> Come on in. The water's fine. It'll be great. <laughs> Hair's on fire. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's back up a little bit. Where are you from? Um, so I was born in Hershey, Pennsylvania, like where the chocolate bar is made. Yes. <laughs> Live most of my life in Colorado. Uh, was in California for quite a bit, traveled everywhere around America for nursing, and now I'm back in Denver. So I am home. You're in Denver right yes. now. Okay. I'm in California. I'm in San Diego. No way. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. I just came from the Bay up in North. Okay. Yeah. I, ha I have friends all over. My sister lives north in San Francisco. One of my besties lives out in Sacramento. Oh, I'm in San Diego. You're in the Texas. Yeah. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. What part? Dallas area. Little oh. small town, a couple hours outside. It's called Paris, Texas. No one knows. It's yeah, I've actually heard. I have heard of that. Yeah, <laughs> that's really funny. <laughs> Stay tuned because next week I'm going back, and we have. Side note: So it's Paris, Texas. It's spelled P-A-R-I-S. Yeah, we have an Eiffel Tower with a red cowboy hat on top. No way. Yes. Oh my God. We yes. A picture. <laughs> one of our, I will send you a picture and. Put on your Instagram. You have to. I, I will. <laughs> and we also, in our cemetery, we have a famous headstone. It's Jesus with cowboy boots on. No way. Yes. That's amazing. You're oh, welcome, world. My town yeah. had Hershey kisses as um, lights, like up top. So it's oh. funny. Towns have like funny little. <laughs> I love it though. It's what yep. makes it special and unique. You know. Yeah. Really. Oh my gosh. So yeah. you were saying that. Okay, you're from Hershey, Pennsylvania, yep. and, but you didn't jump into nursing. You were a mental health? Yeah, counselor. Yeah. Counselor. Okay. Did you have to go to school for that or it, how did you get into that? Mm -hmm. So I graduated with a major in psychology, minor in communications. Okay. Um, and then I started working at a school of autism and I did that for a while. I loved working uh, with those children. The I worked at um, the for Bush school, it's in Towson, Maryland, and it's where kids that really cannot get into mainstream school anymore because they just have their needs are so high. Um, and it's so great to like really be able to help them learn structure, schedule and like develop their skills. Yeah. So then that's what took me out to because um, I went to West Virginia for college for psych. And then that took me out to children. So I got the job as a mental health counselor at Children's in Denver. And then lived my Denver life, um, and then went back to school in Denver for nursing. So, okay. Yeah. Did you do a second degree program or was it an associate's program? Um, I did. So I had my bachelor's of science in, or no bachelor's of arts in psychology. And then I went back for my BSN in nursing. So, okay. but I could do the accelerated since I already had the psychology degree. That's what I did. So I had a degree, a bachelor of arts in Spanish actually. Oh. And then awesome. after that, I went into the Marines and then did a couple of other things and then later went back to nursing school because I had always loved science. Yeah. I, always, I mean, I wasn't too sure about nursing. You know, I thought about medical school because that's like in vogue is to think about medical school. Yeah. Yeah. And then I did some volunteer work at an ER and I yep. saw nurses in the ER Man, they're running the show. And yeah. like, that is something I can get behind. 
And so, and it was an easier track in terms of schooling. I didn't want to dedicate the next four to eight years. Oh my gosh. Yes. Of my life. Cause I'd been out earning money. I'm like, uh, uh, yeah, I got bills to pay. I cannot spend eight years in accumulating debt. I need to get this over with having that degree already. You've already done like the same as what med school is. (laughs) It's like, you know, in six years of college, like you pretty much almost were there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So when did you graduate from nursing school? So I graduated in 12, I think. Okay. 20, yeah. 12, I think 2012. Yes. Okay. Where did you go? Did you say, or do you want to say? Metro State University of Denver. In Denver. So okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Did you go straight into the ER or did you? Oh my gosh. My start is so bad and hilarious. So <laughs> I started, I worked as a psych nurse for only like four or five months at a place here in Denver. And then I wanted to be a travel nurse. Like that's all I ever wanted to do was just travel around yeah. and so I kept applying to these companies. But everybody's like, listen, you have five months of nursing. You're not going anywhere. Like you can't. <laughs> and so then what happened was a recruiter who I still talk to her this day. I still used to work through her for over eight years. Um, she read my resume wrong. So she thought I was a nurse for five years at Children's and she didn't see I was a counselor, like a mental health counselor at Children's. So she got me a position down in this like little tiny ER, um, down El Paso. And I went down there and I like worked, uh, or sorry, no, not in the ER. I worked at a peds unit. And then I was scared. I was like so scared because I was like, oh my gosh, this is probably way over my head. I don't ever recommend anybody doing this. Like huge disclaimer, don't do what I did. No, this just is your journey. This is not your recommendation. (laughs) It's just crazy to think about. Like now when I look back, I'm like, man, was I dumb. But I had also worked. So I did really well in the psych unit. I had zero to 30 day old babies, like six of them. We had, it was such an amazing team. And that is really why I was so successful because the team was so great. And then- I wanted to be on their float pool and go around El Paso. And they were like, uh, we looked at your resume again. You still haven't even been a nurse for a year. Like you shouldn't even be here. And they caught it. But then the manager of the unit was like, well, she did such a good job. Like I'll write her a recommendation any day. So then I was out of work for like three months because I had to hit that year until I could get in the next assignment. But there was a little hospital down the Navajo nation that was like, we don't care. We'll take her anyways. And then they like, I really got, I was in the ER, got exposed to a whole bunch of stuff. Like that was wild down there and they were great. And they really helped me grow. And then I went to like my third assignment and that was in Sierra Vista where it was just a crazy zoo of trauma all day. It was not even a level anything. And that was like my skills. That's where I flourished. Like it was awesome. That set me up too. Yeah. Cause it was, you're the RT you are everything and anything. They have no resources. I barely had any supplies and I just, you have to figure it out. Like you have to, you know, so. Right. Cause there's nowhere else for them to go. Except right. To come to you. Yeah. And we'd flight them out everywhere, but oh my gosh, it was crazy. So, but it was great. I'm so thankful for that because then that was what made me go to these level ones and thrive and do everything else. Cause I, I mean, I learned by fire <laughs> big time. So yeah, but I just yeah. always like, I think one thing was I was never afraid to ask questions and look dumb. And I think that's why I was able to put myself in such a not safe position. You know what I mean? Looking back, I'm like, man, I was risky, but I just wanted to travel so bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I think, you know, you said that you had just listened to Rosina's podcast and she said yeah. the main thing that she wants out of our nurse, maybe that she's interviewing is not being afraid to ask questions. 
that's it. That's it. If you just really like double check your work and be safe, like you can be successful. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's true. Absolutely. Yeah. No, so, people don't like new grads in the ER. I'm like, that's great. They're so eager to learn. And as long as they're safe, like, heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was a new grad in the ER and I mean, I was stressed. I was yep. stressed and I'm not really one to get stressed, but I remember having to do like breathing exercises and just, but I wasn't, I had a good experience. I wasn't alone. They yep. didn't feed me, you know, the nurse bullying and feeding you to the sharks. I didn't have that experience. We were all there to help each other. Yeah. Um, you cannot do it alone. Yeah. You cannot. No, absolutely not. Nope. Yeah. You have to be the crazy team and just work. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah, so, and you said that you first had this idea for your company while you were in ER. How long had you been an ER nurse to when this light bulb went off? I think about five or six years. I was five or six years in when I realized like I had a really good knack. So a big part of my story too is that I have pretty bad dyslexia and ADHD. And even though the ADHD now is like, I can focus on the things I really love, like a true adhd -er, and not on the other stuff. But my dyslexia when I get stressed was awful. Mm -hmm. And so my test-taking skills was so terrible. So I was always a visual learner. Like if you could just show me on paper or if I saw someone do it, I can do anything. But if I had to read the textbook or listen to you explain it, absolutely not. Like I can't retain that way. Uh, and that was kind of the thing is I think what Everything I was learning in the ER, I would go in, like every time a doctor would go to discharge somebody, I would run and follow them in there because I always wanted to hear what they were saying so I could learn more. And that helped tremendously. And so I would follow them in there and I, I learned a credible amount of information following them around in my first few years of nursing. Um, and then that's where I started really visually starting to like look things up and try to like retain it. And then when student nurses would come in and ask questions, I always felt I had an advantage of teaching because I had to dumb it down for myself so much because I struggled <laughs> so badly. Okay. So then I kind of realized then that I was like, wow, I really have like a knack for explaining medical things, <laughs> but awesome. it's just me struggling. Yeah. Well, I it's, and so you have this idea. Yeah. Like I'm really good at teaching others. These really, you know, making these complex subjects accessible to mm -hmm. everyone who just need it really broken down. Yeah. That's, quite the bridge to where you are now. <laughs> this is a big journey. Yeah. And so you said you're like, okay, I have this idea. Where did you even start? I think, I think I'll take a graphics uh, course, a graphic design course. I, I wanted, I started to try to build it's, oh my gosh, I haven't thought of this in a while. And I love like thinking about this because it's so cool to see back then to now. So like I remember putting on a Word document, like outlines and things that I wanted to explain. And then I was like, oh, I need like a graphic designer to have them like have images. And then I can like put those with graphics. And when I started deep diving, I didn't even know, I had no idea what program to use. I was like, how do people even build pages, you know, with images and stuff on it? Like what, yeah. it's six years ago. I mean, God, we were so different compared to what things are now. Right. And so I had like a few programs I like played around in. And then I had a few artists I found on Fiverr. They did a great job. But what I realized is when 
I was trying to break the information down, their graphics, I couldn't do anything with them. And sometimes I needed it to be just a little bit different. Like I really wanted to show the ventricles in a different way. And I wanted an arrow here and an arrow there. And then uh, it costs so much money to have people do graphics and the copywriting too, to make sure you have the rights to the graphic. So I was like, well, this is crazy expensive. There's no way. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to freaking learn to draw graphics. <laughs> and so I did. And I can't draw. Like I cannot. I'm stick figures all the way. I can't draw on paper at all. And then I took, I went on Skillshare and I literally sat there with an iPad on one side and my Facebook marketplace computer on the other that I bought just started super cheap. And I would see him make a box. I'd pause it. I'd make a box. And then I'd like literally just every step-by-step and, um, and yeah, and then I would take graphics that some artists would help me with and I'd totally be able to manipulate them then over time. But it took me two years until I even built my first, like the student nurse planner, the very first planner. So that was two years of just staying up every single night. My husband, thankfully, he was working night shift. So I would just stay up while he was at work and do that while he was doing his work. So he really didn't, I didn't miss that like family time because I would just grind while he was gone. So yeah. Yeah. But I'm so glad that you said that because I feel like when people, or maybe it's just me and I'm just projecting, Mm -hmm. you see someone on Instagram and they have lots of followers and they have all of these, you know, developed products or content or something. And you're like, wow, I can never do that. But you don't hear the story of Mm -hmm. Jen for two years teaching herself graphic design sitting in at night while her husband worked every night getting zero return yeah two years and money probably only going out nothing coming in oh yeah yeah totally and I say that not to discourage nurses from entrepreneurship but let's just keep it real (laughs) about what this requires absolutely yeah and like I think too like there's a lot of things like what I see now, I have to put my thoughts together on this, but I see a lot of people now, like they will go on Etsy and try to hand over like their nursing notes and whatnot. And I totally think it's great. If like, you're so good, like your notes are that good and other people are going to take advantage of them and learn from them. Phenomenal. Amazing. But what bothers me is some of them that I've seen that it just, it feels like it's like, here's my notes. I want to make a dollar and it doesn't matter if this brings you value or not. And that's why like for two years, I was like, I want to be able to take this content and make it so easy to learn, like so basic, so fundamentally basic. Yeah. So that was kind of, there are times where I'm like, that's great. Their notes look amazing too. But I just, I always strive for our company to be something that we're always making sure we go a step above and not just reverberating a textbook and being like, how can I get this for you to understand? Because you obviously don't in the textbook. You know what I mean? Like I didn't. <laughs> so well, No. And there's tons of textbooks. You know, how can I make this unique and get it into your brain? Yeah. Like, you know, that struggle. That's what you struggled with. And you're like, I know others struggle with this too. Oh yeah. All of so us. How can we make it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm a visual learner. You can tell me something. Mm-hmm. all day. It's so weird. I can listen to podcasts and retain it, but I have a hard time with books on tape. Yeah. I, what's the difference? I don't know. Do you I, do things while you listen to podcasts? Are you like moving I around? Drive. No, I'm driving. Yeah. But they say when you drive, you're actually, you're moving forward. And so if your eyes are going back and forth, you actually are 
easier to retain because your brain is processing to learn something while you're moving forward, which oh. is super interesting. So if you, they say a trick in the classroom is um, if you feel like you're having a hard time concentrating, that's what I had to learn, is uh, like literally put your eyes like left, right, left, right, like super fast and your brain will start thinking it's like walking or moving forward. And it actually, you start to absorb things more because it's, you absorb the world around you as you're going forward. Yeah. It's interesting. Wow. Yeah. I bet it induces like focus. Yeah. Right. So just, brr, I call it my ticker tape. Yeah. You know, like stock exchange edge. Things are just moving forward. And I'm like, ah, yeah. 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 Okay. So you spend two years mm -hmm. finalizing, learning. Yeah. What is your first product that you bring into the world? Yeah. Well, so after the two years of building it, I remember finding a factory, a manufacturer, finding everything. Like it is so much. Like just building the product alone, a computer, then you have to. There's margins and outlines and like the spiral is going to be on this part. So your page has to be like set for that. And then your cover and I wanted stickers in it and I had to make stickers. And then I remember the funniest thing is they were like, well, what do you want your boxing to be? And I was like, boxing, it has to go in a box. And I was like, oh my God, there's a plant box, a shipper box. And I was so overwhelmed. And like, I just remember thinking like, holy crap, there's so many more parts to this. So, oh my God, what was the question? I had a point. Your first to product. Your first oh. product. So yeah. So then the first product was the student nurse planner. So in my head while I was building the content, I kept thinking, I don't want to make something that is content somebody will buy and they're just going to like look at it and put it in their desk and then it's going to collect dust and they're not going to like always use it or go back to it. So in my head, because of my ADHD, I love planners are like my everything, like my schedule, my calendar just controls my life. And so I was like, it'd be great to have this information in the back of a planner because usually people in school always have some kind of planner because of all of our classes. So if they could have the content with them and it's behind their planner, that way, if they're in clinical, in their classroom, whatever, if they don't understand something, they can like flip to it and like understand it. So that I was born. Yeah. And then from there, yeah, it just got like little highlighters and things I can remember starting and was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait. I'm going to have highlighters available <laughs> and like little knickknacks. That was fun. Wow. Yeah. So did you start your own website or did you start on Etsy or how did you sell yeah. it? Yep. Started my own website. I went to Shopify because everything I did, this is something to, for anyone in, aspiring to do entrepreneurship, I researched things like you would not believe. Like I was obsessive when they told me you need boxing. I actually went for like probably a full month going down rabbit holes of like what kind of boxing do customers like what makes boxing more appealing like what would be visually stimulating and then i found out so apple is the best best example is like their packaging they always say and i don't know if you've heard this but if you notice any apple products it's really hard it's slow to unbox it so like the top comes off very slowly and the bottom like drops down the delay of the boxing taking that time actually has been like triggering people to get more excited about their product. So they say like 65% of the experience the user has is actually in the packaging it comes in, like if they like the product or not. So for me, like that was my cue to be like packages, everything like that is everything to me. So it was always important to have like really good boxing, high quality stuff. And I used Apple as like the best example for that. So I followed kind of their lead, but yeah, everything, I just researched the crap out of it. Like the whole time through crazy. <laughs> I, yeah. 
I love that you're so into the details. I'm less into the details, but these details people are, you need them. You have to be, you yeah. have to be. Yeah. yeah. Have your customer in mind and be your customer. Like I always thought in myself, like, oh my gosh, people, when I first made the student nurse planner, I launched it November 5th. I put up my first Instagram ad. I got two sales that day and I almost peed myself because I was like, holy crap, it worked. Like people are going to actually buy this. Yeah. And I bought 500 books and to start and they showed up at my door and people were ordering them for Christmas presents. And I was like, my product is going to be someone's Christmas present. And I felt so much pressure. And I remember like almost vomiting because I was so nervous that they weren't going to like it. And then I got the flares, they show up at my door and I was like, what if no one buys these? And my husband's like, we're going to have the best bonfire like ever if they don't. I was like, okay, I guess. <laughs> and then honestly, they sold out within a month and I was reordering and it just blew. And it was very, I feel very blessed for that. People like love them. That's for sure. But yeah. Like it's crazy because it's the vulnerability, like starting the podcast like you did, yeah. putting everything out there and putting so much effort in, like you said, like I spent two years working on something, not knowing if my audience was even going to like it. So it's scary. It's so yeah. scary, but you have to do it because now, you know, you never know what it goes into. So yeah. sometimes, you know, I get this feeling and I'm sure you're the same where, you know, several hard things I've done in my life, you know, when I went into the Marines or going to schooling or starting this podcast or starting a business and mm -hmm. it's getting hard and you're like, ew, okay. And then one side of my brain is like, well, fine, then just quit. Yep. Just quit then. Yep. And then the other side's like, I am not quitting. Yeah. Heck no. I yeah. mean, that sucks, but I am not quitting yeah. I mean, you, know, you have those moments mm -hmm. of ooh, but then get over it yeah forward yeah. and I think that's like the beautiful thing of every anything that isn't easy like what is it that oh my gosh that quote it's so good it's something like we oh man totally blanking out on it something about how we appreciate the things that aren't easy that's what it is like right. Yeah. And so it's true because the struggle makes you just value, you know, anything so much more. So like you going in the Marines, oh my God, I'm sure that was just insanity when you first got in. And now reflecting back, like you look at how much you've learned and became in a strength and the leadership and everything yeah. else, but you had to yeah. struggle to get there. <laughs> oh, it was a struggle. Yeah. I ran, this is so random, but the other night I was watching TV. Have you ever seen that movie, A League of Their Own? Mm-mm. It's with Tom Hanks. I watch a lot of movies. I'm terrible. <laughs> well, this is old. I mean, Madonna was in it. I mean, this was probably mid nineties Yeah, and it's called a league of their own. And it's about, uh, it was set back in the forties when, you know, all the boys were off to war. Yeah. And so there was no baseball that, or I don't know if there was no baseball, but you know, they started these women's leagues for baseball, for entertainment. And, yeah. you know, while the boys are gone, these women are playing baseball. And yeah. so Tom Hanks is the coach and he had been this big baseball player, but he had a drinking problem and he kind of, you know, took himself self out of the game. And then he was kind of embarrassed to come back and teach, you know, coach this woman's baseball, right. but then they were getting really good. They're yeah. really good. And then some of them, you know, they kind of had that moment of it's getting hard now. I want to quit. Uh -huh. And he yells at them. He's like, stop waiting for it to be easy. Stop it. It's not going to be easy. Stop expecting it to be easy and get over it. Yeah. You know? And he said, if it were easy, 
everyone would do it. Stop expecting it to be easy. That's so true. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I really do need to watch that. Um, It's just such a great movie. I love it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I remember I spoke with the Illinois A&A and or like I did a, oh, I was there, what do you call it? Keynote speaker. Oh. And I remember when I did the speech too, I was saying like the struggle is guaranteed a hundred percent. The success isn't. And right. so you're going to be afraid. It's going to be the scariest thing. You're going to feel super vulnerable. You'll be crazy insecure. You're going to struggle, but then every time you keep pushing through it and you fight for it because you truly want it, it's inevitable. You'll be successful, but yes. you're going to go through a lot to get there. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you will. So let's, let's re well, not rewind, but let's regroup here. So you, your first offering was this student nurse planner. Mm-hmm. You have a ton more offerings now. Tell us what you have on your website. Yeah. Uh, so we built the second book was the critical care nurse planner, and it was really geared for like ICU critical care level nurses. And I think what we learned from that is people would write in and felt like they were worried that the critical care planner would be too advanced for them when the entire intention and how it was made was it still started from the fundamental basics, but then did go into the advanced hemodynamics. So it you didn't really like even have to be in critical care to understand it. And so we just totally changed that then to the nurse planner. And so now that is the biggest question we get is like, what's the difference between them? And one is the student nurse, meaning they are in nursing school. So it's more of the foundations. Nurse planner really deep dives into you know, that advanced hemodynamic stuff and really learning more about like the ventilator and just like, you know, a VQ match and things that it's funny, like we have stuff about ECMO and stuff about balloon pumps, but it's not, it's not a huge section. It's very much cliff notes. So to me, I wanted to put that in there because even as ER, we don't really, we don't need to know that. But the reality is, is we hear it so much, we don't understand what it is. So I thought the benefit of this would be this is what the balloon pump is doing. This is all you need to know. And now like when you hear that somebody's like getting it or doing it, you're like, oh, okay, now I understand because I know what it is. And then understanding ECMO, we don't need to know anything about ECMO, but it helps to understand what it is, you know? Right. So it's just really pushing forward for that. And then if you are getting into, you know, ICU level where some ICUs are heavier than others, um, they might have that stuff. And now you have a little foundation from our book to kind of get it. So, but yeah. Because Rosina um, on her podcast, she was saying, you know, there's no specifically for ECMO, there's no training program for ECMO. You have to come with a certain baseline amount of experience and then they teach you. So it would be nice to know, what is this? Yeah. I don't need to get in the weeds. I just know what it is. And then I need to move on to patient 20 for the day or whatever. And so even like, you know, I think another great example is like LVADs, RVADs, like people come into the ER with an artificial heart. And like, I remember a nurse, she hadn't seen one in a year because they don't come in that frequently. And she was trying to get a pulse and couldn't. And that's like something where, you know, you're not going to get a pulse, but just slipped her head, which is totally fine. She's an amazing nurse. And um, it's funny because that was stuff where like we put it in there. So if you do get somebody with an LVAD, you like I actually we have all of our stuff available on digitally, too. So I've even in travel assignments pulled my own content up and looked at it like in the bathroom being like, oh, yeah, what are my key things? <laughs> like, I need to know. And I mean, I've written it and I still if you don't do it every day, you're not going to remember everything. You know, you just can't. So it's not yeah. possible. 
So yeah, so that's why that content's there. And then the other book that we created really came out of um, like a very dark time for us. uh, And it became one of the best things ever happened to us, which is like so great. But when the pandemic hit, we couldn't get paper. So we really almost totally didn't have any product at all. And it was so scary because I didn't know how we were going to really pull through in a couple months if we weren't having inventory to sell. But the lumber shortage was so bad. And so finally, someone in California called and they're like, hey, we have this paper. If you don't buy it tomorrow, like you're absolutely not getting it. And so we <laughs> went and I bought it and it was crazy, crazy expensive. It was the most expensive thing I've purchased. We had them print our books. It cost me Oh my gosh, I think triple what for even a third of quality. Um, yeah, it was really hard. And we created that and people definitely noticed that the product was different, which is totally understandable, but it was pandemic time. So what could we do? We really tried to just still have something available. And so when we were sitting there with nothing, we went digital, which was great because then people had access to it. And I didn't want to do that at first because I, I love people having the tangible aspect, but I think it, you get into your brain better. So then we kind of brainstormed. We were like, what is there that people don't have today? Um, and then we created the nurse workbook and we put it up on Kickstarter to just really help get that funding in since we weren't getting a lot of revenue since we were yeah. short inventory. And the Kickstarter went so good. We had like 800 people end up buying it, sent out to them. And now that thing is our best-selling book. Um, it's incredible. I love doing videos with it. And it's just something, it's a tool that's all your content's on the left. And on the right, we made visual graphics for people to self-draw, self-color, self, like literally rewrite stuff or put it in their own terms. And your answers are right beside you. So that way you could really drill it into your brain. And like, it's been so great. Our feedback has been phenomenal and it's awesome because if we didn't have that gloom and doom moment, we probably wouldn't have even created this workbook. So now we're planning on creating like workbooks for every specialty. So it's patent pending too on like what we're doing this process. So we can really take this like healthcare bubble and just become workbook city with it. So I love a workbook. (laughs) Yes. It helps Kickstarter. What is Kickstarter? Kickstarter, yeah, it's a crowdfunding site. So you, oh. um, we basically put together like, hey, this is what we want to create. We want to make this book. Um, this is our plan. This is our schedule. Like we plan, you know, that it should be finished around here. We'll have shipping go out here. And so what you do is really the person that backs you, they're basically saying like, hey, we really believe in you and this product. And so as long as your goal is reached, you get the money. But if you don't goal, then you don't get anything. So we had to definitely hit our goal to get it. And when you do a Kickstarter, what's great is like, so our workbook is $85, but on Kickstarter, we had it for 55 because we're just giving them a perk that they came in early. They believed in us and we're really grateful for it. So then, yeah, all 800 people are the reason that they helped us create this whole thing. So it was really great. So we added in a bunch of extras for them too. And then, um, yeah, now it's here. (laughs) So the workbooks are what you're working on now. Yeah. So we are revamping it, even though that will be some time. So even if people are listening, don't, it's not coming yet. So, um, but we're working on that. And then we want to do a vet tech workbook as well. And just really start pushing harder to really help people 
for retaining content because that's truly, you know, people they're spending their hard earned money. And when you're a student, you don't have a lot. And so yeah. every day um, in every meeting, all we do is uh, we say it a million times of like, how are we bringing the most value we can to the people that are going to put their dollars to us? So that's truly the goal. Yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> So you've had, so you've started this company. Well, I know it took you two years to get your first thing on the market. So how long have you been in business? I would say yeah, three and a half years. So November 5th of 2019 was that first sale. I did my first Instagram ad. Yes. And yeah, that's been three and a half since then. It's great. I think we've sold over 70,000 books to students and stuff. So it's been great. Yeah. <laughs> so what are some, what are some tips that you would give nurses Mm -hmm. want to get into entrepreneurship. Yeah, do it. Also, no, you'll be the best leader. <laughs> but <laughs> I think everyone, like so many people, when they talk to me about it, they just say like, uh, like so-and-so is already doing it, or I don't know if it can, or why would someone like want my whatever it is. Yeah. And you have to let go of the doubt. Like you have to, like you, you're gonna doubt yourself the whole time. And I doubted myself along the way. And I can't tell you how many times, like I get almost every single time new product comes in, I almost get sick because I get worried that like, what if people don't like it because I care so much about what they think. And it's, that doesn't go away. Like I'm five years into this and I still like, sometimes I'm like, oh, why would someone listen to me talk about this educational stuff? Yeah. But that's, it's, you know, you just got it. You have to push through, you have to cowboy through, but you have to do your homework too, do your research. And if you're gonna start something I, my greatest advice was I didn't hire anyone and I tried to do everything in the first couple months because that's how I truly learned how to operate. And then once I got good at like whatever it was, then when I, before I hired someone, I knew what my expectations could be. Cause then I was like, well, I've already done this. Like I've been packing these boxes and I understand how easy you can mess up shipping and everything else. And so that gave me grace when my warehouse teams there, you know, they make mistakes and I'm like, Yep. And I made a million, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, and that's the other thing is, so mistakes are so inevitable. Like I mess up all day long and you move on. And I think that's as nurses, we're good at something didn't work on your patient and you don't sit there and you're like, oh my gosh, I have to leave my shift. Like, nope. You're like, what else? What's next? What's next? And so you right. just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. So if people want to find you, how do they find you? How do they buy these workbooks? Where do they go? Um, so we, our main site is recmed.org. We do have an Etsy store, but our main site's recmed.org. Jen, uh, recmed is on TikTok. Uh, I do educational stuff. So you can see a bunch of stuff on there. Student nurse planner on Instagram. We do have YouTube. We're slowly building that up. And I think that's about it. You can always email us info at recmed.org too. <laughs> so recmed is R-E-K-M-E-D dot yep. org and then yep. student nurse planner is the ig and yep. then on tiktok you're jen recmed yes correct yep awesome yeah. recmed came my last name is Zahorik, and the last three letters are r-e-k so that's how recmed oh. came to <laughs> well jen thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story i know that so many nurses one will want these planners and workbooks to help them and then you know if nurses out there have had an idea, I think it's important for them to hear other nurse entrepreneurs and get inspired. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. Thank you, Erica. Thank you. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Black Sheep Nurse Podcast. If you want more, head on over to blacksheepnurse.com for show notes and resources from today's episode. 
You can also join our email list and the website and have the link to weekly notes delivered directly to your inbox. And if you're looking for more everyday fun and community, join us on Instagram at Black Sheep Nurse.